Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Barnet Sunday League portion of the Celt Podcast. In our Premier Division, the Bandits won the Wrongans 3, Gal All-Stars 5, Park Rolls 3 and in our Game of the Week, Heavy Hitters 3, Highgate Albion 9. Heavy hitters fall into a heavy defeat against Highgate Albion. A uh, very good result for Highgate Albion going into next week's big clash at the top of the table. Into the championship now. Panathinaikos nil, AFTV 6, RT United 1, Olympia 14. Another very big win for Olympia. Antonio Michael, the pick of the players there with four goals. And in our game of the week... Northwest Wanderers 5, London Wednesday 3. Northwest Wanderers getting back on track after a few disappointing results, but very good result here over a London Wednesday team who are capable of scoring a lot. I did go for a 4 1 win. I thought Northwest Wanderers would, you know, prevail, and it turns out that they did. Into Division 1, and we only had one game, it was our game of the week. I actually got down to this game. Um, our game was later, so I went down to watch this game first. I definitely didn't turn up two hours before the meet. Uh, Enfield United 3, Komi Kabir 2. Uh, very good game. I actually went for a 2 all draw, and it looked like it was you know, ending up being a 2 all draw. Um, Enfield United scoring a very late goal. Uh, with 10 men as well, Komi Kabir had gone back in into this game. Uh, they took the lead against the run of play in the first half. Enfield United uh, retook the lead with two goals. Uh, both very scrappy, but, you know, you take them. And then Komi Kabir equalised with a fantastic free kick. But Enfield United grabbing that late winner. And uh, they actually go top of the table. Obviously, they've played a few more games than the other teams, but that's, you know, a very good result for them, especially with the 10 men and, you know, with the conceding the goal late on as well to get back the momentum is very big for them. So into Division 2 now, Powerhouse 3, Grange Park 3, AFC Edmonton 2, Northumberland Park Rangers 4, and AFC Oakwood Reserves 3, Continental 3, also, Anatolians 3, Sopranos 3, Division 3, Ammonia U5, FC Cricklewood 0, and Shentry Athletic 3, North London Colts 1. Division 4, Maida Via 3, Nissi 3, Arnest Rangers 1, Underdogs 5, Barnet Salsa 3, London Orient 1, Camden FC 3, Torfic 5, and in my game of the week, at the top of the table, AFC Muswell Hill 2, Highgate Albion Force 1. I did go for a 2-all draw here. for it'd be a very tight affair. Very big result for AFC Muswell Hill at the top of the table against a team who will be 
up there with them challenging for that title in Division 5, NLR 3, Edmonton Rovers 2, Enfield Albion 7, New Barnet 0, North Athletico 2, Armenian Youth Association 11, Rover Reporters 5, Coney Hatch Athletic 2, in my game of the week, Northwest Wolves 6, North London Panthers 2, I went for a 4-3 win, uh, both teams are capable of scoring goals, but it seems that Northwest Wolves have been tightening up at the back this year and um, continuing on their goal scoring form. They've been very good this season. I think they're at the top of the table and uh, another good result for them this week into Division 6. ASC Rosa 2, ASC Oakwood Duds 5, New Hall Club the Football Seconds 0, Camden Town Athletic 1, Pantera 3, Interman Razor 4, and Radlett Town 3, EFNS 8. Just want to add fantastic sportsmanship from EFNS who are, you know, very praising of Radlett Town. Obviously, I think Radlett Town turned up with less players, but they played their hearts out and they said they even scored three good goals. So, fantastic sportsmanship from EFNS who have been, you know, one of those teams that have been very good in their community and, you know, doing great work so it's great to have a team like EFNS in the Barnet League into the cup action now AFC Oakwood 4 Zaza 0 in the Premier Cup and in the Intermediate Cup AFC Rose 1 Trent Park 1 Trent Park going through 5-3 on penalties um, can't fault the guys performances you know on the day um, another day I think we we go through we we took the lead just in the stroke of half-time. Penalty, ball came in, hit him on the arm. Uh, it wasn't, you know, deliberate, but his arm was there and it hit it. And um, they got back into the game. Another penalty, I think it was a bit more um, controversial, sorry, um, in my view, in, in a lot of, lot of views. Ball was played through and from a few one or two yards out it just hit our player on the arm his arm was in a natural position but the ref gave the penalty and you've got to you know, respect his decision but um fantastic battle with Trent Park again good team uh yeah it was a fantastic game no one really deserved to lose but there had to be a loser and unfortunately it was us so moving on now into the fixtures in the Premier Division, Gow All-Stars take on the Bandits. The Romans face Zaza. Memichit Galata take on Park Royals. And in my game of the week, it's a classic again. Top two teams in the division. It was that way last season. Uh, AFC Oakwood taking on Highgate Albion. They have met earlier in the season. AFC Oakwood prevailing. I think they're going to cancel each other out here. I've gone for a one-all draw into the Championship Horizon take on RT United. Northwest Wanderers take on Panda in Division 1. One game. It's our game of the week. Can Komi Kabir uh, rebound from their late defeat against Enfield United? They take on the Torriano team who did get a walkover this week. Um, but I think Komi Kabir are going to rebound here. I've gone for a 6-2 win for them into Division 2. Powerhouse take on Sopranos. And in my game of the week, 
Grange Park taking on Trent Park. Both of these teams towards the top end of the Division 2 table. Trent Park actually top. Uh, Grange Park have actually had a decent season. They have spent a few seasons in Div 2, you know, around that lower mid-table. But they've been good this season. But I think Trent Park are going to win here. I've gone for a 2-1 win for Trent Park. In Division 4, AFC Muswell Hill take on Nissi and Torfic take on Underdogs. In Division 5, Armenian Youth Association take on Enfield Albion. And in Division 6, AFC Rosa take on Radlett Town. Into the Cup action, in the Premier Cup, Olympia take on Gower Hornsey. In the Intermediate Cup, AFC Oakwood Reserves take on AFC Edmonton. Mill Club the Football take on North London Athletic. And Northumberland Park Rangers take on Anatolians. In the Junior Cup, FC Cricklewood take on Maida Villa. Highgate Albion Force take on Locomotive Thunder. North London Colts take on Barnet Salsa. Shentry Athletic take on London Orient. South Tottenham United take on Highgate Albion Thirds. Whetstone FC take on Brotherhood Cozzy. Ammonia Youth take on Arnus Rangers. And in the BSFL Shield, Interman Razor 24 take on NLR. North Atletico take on Camden Town Athletic. Pantera take on Coney Hatch Athletic. Roman Reporter take on Mill Club the Football Seconds. ASC Oakwood Thirds take on Atletico Grammar. Northwest Wolves take on Edmonton Rovers. And Berylic Spore take on North London Panthers. In the London Sunday Trophy, Fireside take on Enfield United. Highgate Albion take on Peckinspore. And Gospel Oak take on Oakwood. Join us next week where we'll have the results and fixtures from the Barnet League. Hello and welcome to the Corinthian League Roundup for the month of November as we look at all the action that's taken place across the competition in the month that's just gone. And of course we start our roundup in our senior division. Our division has been pretty quiet this month given the significant amount of County Cup and FA Sunday Cup football that's been taking place. Um, but Manford Way have really taken advantage of the situation to maintain their position at the top of the table there. Uh, they have five victories and a draw giving them 16 points uh, as they approach the halfway mark in their season. But they've played more games than the other sides around them and London All-Stars are not that far behind. Three points uh, are, the, are behind... The leaders there, and with two games in hand as well, four victories and a draw for the side based in Loughton, seeing them in a healthy position as the season moves on. Down in third place, Flyhouse Athletic, I'm not even sure have played a, a league game in the month. Three victories from three so far, giving them nine points, uh, and of course with plenty of football still to play. And it's a similar story for fourth place Bay T squad. Lots of cup football being played, Essex, London and FA Sunday Cup football in the month that's just gone. Uh, they also have nine points with three victories and one defeat to their name so far. Brook Athletic sit in fifth place. Um, obviously great rivals of Bay T squad after last year's final. Three victories from, from their five games played, seeing them also onto nine points. And nine points is also what Eastway Athletic have too. They also have a very similar record to Brook. Three victories and two defeats from their five games played. There's then a cluster of clubs sitting on seven points. Uh, El Valiente are the start of those with two victories and a draw to their name. The most recent of those victories having come at the weekend, in fact, against second place All-Stars. Also on seven points and another side to pick up a second win 
on Sunday are FC Baller, who have made a bit of a surge in form in recent weeks. They're now up to 8th place with 7 points. And United Dian, another side who have been very busy in cup football. Uh, they're getting behind on their league games. Two victories and a draw to their name, seeing them on to 7 points from 5. The current champions, of course, uh, Hatch Lane. They sit 10th in the table, but again, another month which has been dominated by cup football and weather postponements, unfortunately. They have two victories from from three games. Um, lots of football still to be played, and I'm sure they still have the aspirations of challenging at the top. The two sides presently sitting in the relegation zone. 11th place secret, one victory and a draw, giving them four points from their opening five fixtures. Bottom of the table, Fly, a young side here who have struggled to, to compete, um, but six six only six games played, but yet to pick up a point. They have four points adrift at the bottom. Moving into Division 1, and this is a division which is really tight at the top at the moment, and it has new leaders after the weekend's uh, results, with Faden Green currently sitting top of the table have, and being the only unbeaten side left in the division now too. Seven victories and a draw for the side base in Loughton as they move on to 22 points. But that's only goal difference ahead of the side in second, who have played a game more, um, which is Roos, and Roos have seven victories and a draw, and they're at, their only defeat of the season actually coming at the weekend just gone as they relinquish their place at the top, for the time being at least. In third place are Gants Hill, who have played 10, uh, approaching the halfway mark in their season. Five victories and four draws. Sees them only off the pace by three points on 19, but having played more games than the sides above, of course. Down in fourth place are Total Football, who do sit there on, only on 12 points, seven points adrift of the sides above but have made two significant scalps in the last month or so with a draw against both the second-placed and the third-placed sides above them. So they are a side who, who could cause damage to teams later in the season. Down in fifth place, and probably a side who will be looking to break into that top two or three positions as the weeks progress, Barking Riverside, three victories and a draw from five games played so far this year, 10 points their total. Uh, a point further behind them are FC Galaxy, who following promotion have won three of their seven games uh, played to date. They sit on nine points, as I say, and that's two points ahead of critics who do have a game in hand on FC Galaxy in seventh place. Two victories and a draw for the side based in Barkingside, um, as I'm sure they'll be hoping to break into the top half. Down in eighth place are Fife, who have two victories from seven so far this year, following their integration into the competition. They are sitting on six points, which is two points ahead of Benchviews, uh, who Benchviews are East Ham based side there, who have only played five due to cup commitments, so they've got a bit of time on their hands in, in games. They've got uh, one victory and one draw to their name to date. Down in 10th place, and the side with the most games to make up in this division are Oceana, with one win to their name so far this season, giving them three points. St. Augustine's sit in 11th place in the table, uh, in the, one of the two relegation spots as things stand, also on three points, with just one win to their name from the seven games played. And bottom of the table, following their promotion this season, are winless Royal Lions A, uh, just the two draws to their name so far, and uh, what I would say would be a disappointing run so far, just the two points, but lots of time still to make up the difference. We move on now into Division 2. And Barkin and Dagenham Wanderers have built an 8-point lead here at the top of Division 2, albeit they have played the most games, having now reached the halfway mark in their season. 
Nine victories to their name out of those 10 games played, just the one defeat, uh, giving them 27 points. And as I say, an eight-point gap over the second-place side, which are AC Milano. Uh, two games in hand on the league leaders, uh, with six victories and a draw to the, in their record to date. So they could close that gap as the season progresses on. Down in third place, we have Newbury, uh, sorry, Newbury Forest, who are new to the league this year. Be, they'll be re relatively happy with their start, I believe, having picked up 12 points from their opening seven fixtures, that being from four victories. And that's the same record almost as Abridge Village, who also have four victories, giving them 12 points, albeit with two games in hand on Newbury Forest, as they look to close the gap on the promotion places. Down in fifth place are Cloud9, who made a good start, but have, have a bit of an indifferent run in more recent weeks. Three victories and a draw, giving them 10 points in the league so far. A very healthy goal scoring record, though, with 28 goals scored so far. In sixth place are Leighton Stone Athletic, who are up to sixth foot on the back of a win at the weekend. Three, three victories and a draw, giving them 10 points also. Down in seventh place, and with games to make up, uh, a side who have got a lot of potential in the ranks, uh, just the six games played for Debden Sports Reserves. Three victories, three defeats, um, and still involved in the Essex Cup too. They'll be looking to move forward in the second half of the season. Down in eighth place are East London Harriers, who won have won two and drawn two of their eight games played so far this season, uh, giving them a total of eight points. And that's two points ahead of two sides who have six points each. The first of those are Inside Success, who have two victories to their name, giving them six points. But games in hand on the sides above could prove handy for the side who play over at Oakside. Down in 10th place are Higham Hill, who also have six points to their name. Just the one win and three draws for the for the last year's cup winners, of course, who made an in, a difficult start to the season, you might say. But down in bottom place, uh, 11th there, are Barkin who have no points so far from their opening nine games, and clearly goal-scoring the issue here, with just the one goal scored in the league. We move on now into Division 3, and this again, I think, has the potential to be a real close battle as, as the season progresses. Um, but it's Upshire Forest who lead the way at the moment, also still involved in the County Cup also. Six victories from eight so far, giving them 18 points in the league. The only unbeaten side, and in fact they have a, per a perfect record, are United Amateurs, who have won five and played five, uh, giving them 15 points and a very healthy um, uh, goals conceded tally, one of the best defences in the competition. And that's the same figure as Sing Saber Barkin, who have played a game more than United, United Amateurs, but have lost one of those, giving them five wins from six and also on 15 points. Just below them are promoted Colbrook Royals Vets, who made a good start in this division, really, um, with four victories from six games played this year, giving them 12 points. And then there's a bit of a gap down to um, fifth place Valence United, who are five points behind Colebrook, with two victories and one draw, uh, giving them seven points in, in the competition, which is the same number as sixth place Alpha. Also, two wins and a draw, giving them seven points too. And that's one point more than 7th place Ainsley, who do have some games in hand, having only played the 5 so far. Two victories to their name, giving them 6 points, and they're still involved in both the London and the Essex competitions too. In 8th place are Ultimate Vision, with just one win and a draw, seeing them on to 4 points. And in the relegation places, as things stand, are Corona Redbridge, 
who are winless so far, but have drawn two of their opening six league games, giving them two points tally. And that's a point ahead of FC Mexico B, who have one point from their opening seven fixtures. That coming in a draw, uh, I believe, against Corona Redbridge, uh, seeing them on to one point. Both of those sides, of course, will need to improve their form as the season progresses. Into Division 4, and the big game in this division really came at the weekend just gone. As top of the table, Belfry made it eight wins from eight uh, and a very healthy goal difference to boot, giving them 24 points in the league. That victory at the weekend came against the side, Warren Senior, who had played six and won six at the time. So that really was a big, big statement to make in the title race. So Warren sit in second with 18 points with six victories. And that's exactly the same record as City site, who have overcome a bit of a difficult start to the year to actually have won six of their seven they played in the league. Um, so they they will also have some big games to come against those top two teams. Down in fourth place are Romford Athletic Dons, who also had a good good sound record as we entered this month, but have dro- uh, dropped away very slightly in recent weeks. Five victories and one draw to their name, um, giving them 16 points for last year's cup finalists. Horse and Well have moved into the top five. Uh, a pretty solid record to date with four victories and two draws, seeing them sit fifth in the standings with 14 points. Down in sixth place are Eastern Avenue, who have also won more than they've lost, with four victories and three defeats to their name, uh, giving them 12 points. And an informed team are seventh place Byron Red Star, who have only won the three so far this year, but they've only lost two also. So they're a side who are are difficult to beat um, and are on a good run of form in recent weeks. They're on 11 points and with a couple of games in hand on some of the sides above. There's a gap of six points then down to the group of five clubs who form the bottom five. United Borough sit in uh, eighth place with five points from their eight games. One one win and two draws making up that tally. Goal scoring their issue with just the seven goals scored in their eight games played. Prospect Protégé are in ninth place. They have four points from their season so far with, a, with one victory and one draw to their name. And that's an identical record almost to Bryman's Park, who also have one win and one draw to their name. In fact, those two drew it drew against each other at the weekend to maintain that, that parity in the table. Ace Athletics are sitting in 11th place with six games played, just the one point. Uh, disappointing start so far for them. Again, goal scoring seems to be an issue there with just the five scored. But bottom of the table are Chingford Athletic, who have played five games so far this year, Five defeats to their name uh, and no points on the board as a result. We look at Division 5 now and at the top of this table, Colbrook Rawls Reserves are the league leaders here, leading the way by four points in fact, with eight victories and a draw. Uh, No defeats, the only unbeaten side of course in this division, that draw actually being their first points dropped at the weekend just gone. So they sit on 25 points, and in second place, it's Royal Lions B, who are four points off the pace as things stand, seven victories to their name, but a good start for the side based in Hainault. Mansfield Rangers will be disappointed with their more recent form. Not only have they exited the County Cup, they've also had a poor poor run in the league also, dropping to third now, five victories from their opening eight games for the promoted side from last year. A point behind Mansfield are fourth place Dagenham Rangers, who have made a pretty solid start. Four victories, two draws, three defeats in 14 games played. They're now at the halfway mark in their season, uh, and the challenge will be, can they maintain that as the season progresses? 
Ultimate Vision Reserves have been a side who have had some mixed results this year, really. Um, but they've won some big games and taken some points off some big sides. Three wins and two draws for the Dagenham-based outfit, giving them 11 points. That's one point ahead of sixth place Mayfield Kings, who have won three and drawn one of their nine that have been played so far. But it's quite a turnaround in their record of their first season where they invariably picked up. They've probably doubled their points tally already so far this, this campaign. Down in seventh place are Manford Way Reserves, who do have some games in hand to make up on the sides above. And if they were to win those, could could rise as high as second in the table, um, including one of those victories being against Mansfield at the weekend just gone. Nine points, therefore, for the side based in Hainault. Three points behind them are Debden Sports A, who have played eight games. We're picking up two victories from those games played. Six, game, six points on the board for the side based at Chickle Lane. And the two teams locked in the bottom two as things stand. Three points adrift at the pace. Lonsdale sit ninth with one win from their seven games played, giving them three points. And that's the same points tally as Titans United also with one win from six, uh, giving them three points also. Our last division to look at is Division 6. And this one, well, it couldn't be any closer. Only one goal separates the teams at the two at the top end of the table. Valence United's point at the weekend in a 3-3 draw saw them move back top of the table uh, with seven victories and a draw and one defeat from their opening nine games played this year, giving them 22 points. And that's exactly the same total as second place Young Royals. The one difference here being that Young Royals have a game in hand and haven't yet been beaten, the only unbeaten side in the division, seven wins and a draw for the side based over at Barkingside. Just four points behind, and with a game in hand on the league leaders at least, are Epping Royals, who I think will be very pleased with their efforts so far this year. Six wins and just two defeats to their name, giving them 18 points in the league. Uh, five points adrift of them. There's three clubs all locked on 13 points. The first of those being Hainault-based Royal Lions C. Four wins and a draw for the side, as I say, based at Hainault Rec. Um, a, a decent return for, the, for last year's cup winners in this division. Ridgeway Rovers also on 13 points from eight games. Almost identical record, in fact, to Royal Lions C. And it's exactly the same for Epping Forest Falcons. Also, 13 points, four wins and a draw from eight. Um, but goal difference there, keeping them as the side sitting down in sixth place. Again, there's a small gap then down to the sides just above, just below. There are three teams, in fact, locked on nine points. Havering Palace lead, lead those groups on goal difference with three wins to their name, uh, from their eight games. Also three three wins for Zone 4 Athletic, who sit eighth, also with nine points, as do Pink City Phoenixes, with three victories from nine so far, approaching the halfway mark in their season, nine points to their name. And the two sides at the bottom end of the table, both on three points, Warren United, with three draws from their ten games, the only side without a victory so far in the league, but are finding the goal net fairly frequently which gives them hope for the back second half of the season. And bottom of the table, 11th place, are London Legacy, with one victory from their opening nine games, seeing them bottom of the table. And that brings to a close our roundup of the November football action in the Corinthian League. Uh, we look forward to bringing you another roundup in December. But for now, goodbye.
Next up, I'm going to start off with Division 4. So I'm going to go from the bottom all the way to the top division. So first up, we have the Gun 2, who faced off against East London FC. It was a better week for the Gun 2 than what it was for their first team, who took part in County Cup, as the Gun 2 beat East London FC 7-0. So that's a great result for the Gun 2. Unlucky for East London. Next up, we have Bebo Badgers, who faced off against South London Sharks. Bo Badgers managed to get the win against South London Sharks, with the result being 3-2. Next up, Football Club 22 faced off against Gorillas. Football Club 22 got the three points by beating Gorillas FC 2-0. And lastly, in Division 4, we have London Jags versus Burbeck Orient. London Jags seem to have had some amazing results over the past few weeks and this Sunday was no different as they beat Burbeck Orient a staggering 8-0. Moving on to Division 1 now and first up Lucia All-Stars versus Navarino was unfortunately off due to Lucia All-Stars not being able to do, get a team out. Not due to the weather and not due to the pitches but that will be postponed to another date. So, first results, we have Hoquenyi versus Stratford Juniors. Hoquenyi, good result this week for them as they beat Stratford Juniors 5-1. Next up, we have Hackney Spartans versus Mateo. I wish I would have watched this game as it seemed like it was an interesting one with a lot of goals as Hackney Spartans beat Mateo 6-5. 11 goals in that game was an interesting one. Next up, also another load of goals, we have Boundary Estate versus Stoke Newington FC. Boundary Estate, really strong this season, and they were strong again this Sunday as they beat Stoke Newington FC 8-2. Division 3 now. First up, you had Wojak Sunday, who faced off against FC Woodgreen. Wojak Sunday just managed to get the win by beating FC Woodgreen 5-4. FC Carpety faced off against Millfields. FC Carpety managed to get the three points by beating Millfields 1-0. Next up, you have Delta Athletic, who faced off against Fish Island. This is an interesting result and good for both teams, I would say. But I can imagine both teams are probably really gutted with the result. But it happened to be a free-all draw. So that's a point each for both teams. Let's see who gets the three points next week when they have their next league games. And lastly, you have Bo Badgers, who faced off against Victoria Park FC. Bo Badgers got an amazing result by beating Victoria Park FC 10-1. Hi everyone, it's April here from the Hatley and Leighton Sunday League. So many people are probably expecting me to say a lot of the games were called off during again to the great British weather. But as loads of people will know, and for those of you who don't, the Hackney Marshes is basically like a war site. There's not really much that happens that can make a game be called off. I know we've had a couple called off, but this Sunday pitches seemed to be fine even though we did have some rain but the pitches were playable and safe and that was down to the groundsman checking them the league checking them and also the referees giving their advice prior to kickoff. 
So I'm going to start off with County Cup results. So we had four teams that had County Cup action this week. First off, we had an all Hackney and Leighton tie. So it was a Lever 11 versus Docklands. So I'm not sure what's going on with County, but again, referees didn't turn up. So luckily we had a spare referee that's County registered that refed that game. So the score for a Lever 11 versus Docklands was a Lever 11 2, Docklands FC 3. Unfortunately, a Lever 11 don't go through to the next round. Docklands are in the next round. So good luck to Docklands in the next phase of the County Cup action. Next up, we have North East Lions, who were home to Horizon FC. Again, I'm not sure what happened with County, but the referee did not turn up. So two neutral referees were meant to come to the Hackney Marshes, but for some reason did not turn up. Unfortunately, we didn't have any more spare referees. So both teams decided to ref the games themselves. And unfortunately, North East Lions just couldn't get the win as they were beat 4-3 by Horizon. Unlucky North East Lions, you'll just have to focus on the league now. Well done to Horizon. And lastly, we have the Gun, who was away to AC Milano. Unfortunately, the Gun just lost out as they lost 3-2 to AC Milano. As unfortunate for the Gun, as many of you may not be aware, many of you may be aware, but the Gun won County Cup last season. And they was well on their way to securing another piece of silverware from County Cup. But unfortunately, Sunday just wasn't their day. After the anticipated Christmas break, which I'm hoping everyone is looking forward to, because I certainly am, I will give a rundown of where the tables stand because after Christmas, this is where, unfortunately, teams seem to struggle with people going back home, injuries. A lot of different factors come into play. So it will be interesting to see how the tables look over the Christmas break and see how it changes in the upcoming weeks. But we move on now and I will run through the fixtures that we have planned for this upcoming Sunday. Division 1 now. So we have... Three more Albert Daniel Cup rounds. So, first up, we have Hackney Spartans, who will face off against reigning Prem champions, Middlesbrough supporters. And we have, like I already said, Limited Pros versus CSM. And then we also have Mandizi, who will face off against Azteca. That should be a really interesting game to watch. Then in league action, we have Boundary Estate, will face Stratford Juniors. Mateo will face off against Northeast Lions and Navarino will face off against Hakwenyi Tech Tree. Division 3, first up we have another Dickie Davis Cup which will see Millfield face off against Fish Island. And then we have Docklands FC will face off against FC Wood Green. Eleven Eleven will face off against CSM London Reserves. FC Carpety will face off against Woe Jack Sunday. And Victoria Park Football Club versus 11-11, unfortunately, has had to be 
postponed. So that is why Lever 11 is facing CSM London reserves. Division 2 now. So first up we have AFC Selwyn will face off against Sunday. Atletico DFZ will face Caledonian Park. Gladstone Wanderers will face off against HL All-Stars. Originally, HL All-Stars were facing limited pros, but unfortunately, that has been postponed and HL All-Stars will now face Gladstone Wanderers. And then we have our Albert Daniels Cup, which will see limited pros face off against CSM London and the Gun FC in Cup action. Again, they had County Cup last week. They'll have Albert Daniels Cup this week and they will face off against Clapton. That is the most interesting game I have read so far. That is like Arsenal v Tottenham. It's a North London derby. Let's put it that way. The Gun FC versus Clapton community. I cannot wait to feedback on the result from that one next week. So I'm going to start again with Division 4 and work my way up. So first up. Bebo Vadgers will face off against the Gun FC2. That'll be an interesting one as both teams have had some good wins. Let's see who's victorious in that one. We have FC Mundial will face off against Football Club 22. We have Limor Gardens who will face off against Gorillas. South London Sharks will face off against Community Road. East London will face off against Bo Badgers in the Dickie Davis Cup as a couple of them needed to be postponed due to the pitches not being playable and safe last week. Let's see who gets through to the next round. And also in Dickie Davis Cup, we have London Jaguars who will face off against the Wenlock. Last up, we have our Premier Division. So first up, we have Middlesbrough, who are the reigning champions of Premier Division from last season. They faced off against Crondall. Crondall managed to get the three points that is so important in the Premier Division as it's such a tight, tight division as they beat Middlesbrough 3-0. Next up, we have Mandizi, who faced off against Badu. Badu have had an amazing start to the season. Mandizi, unfortunately, haven't had the greatest of starts. And unfortunately, they couldn't get the three points this week as Badu remain victorious as they beat Mandizi 6-0. Next up, we have Hatney Borough versus Kingfisher. Hatney Borough, back to winning ways. Or I shouldn't say back to winning ways, I should say continuing winning ways as they beat Kingfisher 6-1. Next up, we have Dognake, who faced off against UK Moldova. Dognake managed to get the three points by narrowly beating Moldova 2-1. And lastly, in our Premier Division, we have City East, who faced off against FC Neva. City East and FC Neva faced off in the Cup, where unfortunately City East were not victorious and FC Neva made it through to the next stage of the Cup. City East were looking to regain some points, especially in the league. And it managed to be a point for each team as it was a three-all draw. So City East three, FC Neva three. Point each for the table. Next up is Division 2. So you had Stoke Newington Youth who faced off against HL All-Stars. Surprisingly, 
that was a draw. A couple of draws on Sunday. But yeah, Stoke Newton gets a point. H&L gets a point. As the final result was 3-0. Next up, we have Boca Albion, who face off against Sunday FC. They faced each other last week, and Sunday FC managed to get their first win of the season. But Boca Albion come back, managed to get the three points as they beat Sunday FC 3-1. Next up, you have Caledonian Park versus Keys Athletic, which I personally think is like a North London derby between these two teams. Always interesting. It, it's just always, they're such good teams. It's always very good to watch them too. And the victorious team were Caledonian Park as they beat Keys Athletic 2-0. Next up, Gladstone Wanderers faced AFC Selwyn. AFC Selwyn have had a slow start to the season. A couple of odd results due to lack of players. But they managed to be victorious and gain three points for the table as they beat Gladstone Wanderers 4-1. And lastly, in Division 2, we have Atletico DFZ who faced off against Clapton Community. And Clapton Community just managed to get the three points by beating Atletico DFZ 4-3. And finally, we have our Prem Division. So first up, we have Crondall, who will face off against FC Moldova. FC Neva will face off against Kingfisher. Hackney Borough will face off against Badu. That's another, it's like a North London derby, in my eyes anyway. That will be an interesting game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the result of that one. And then lastly, we have City East, who will face off against Dog Nake. And that's it quite a big segment this week but yeah thanks very much guys for listening and for those of you that just fast forwarded through my voice i understand why but thanks for listening nonetheless take care guys and as we always say over the marshes game on Hello everyone, it's Joe doing the Hearts Advertiser section of the Celtic Podcast. Sorry I couldn't do it last week, had uh, too much going on. Um, but yeah, another good week of fixtures. Uh, some games uh, fell foul to the bad weather, but yeah, on the whole we still managed to get loads of games on, which is great. Um, and yeah, I'll go through them now. In the Prem, uh, three games. Uh, Hilltop 2, 6 Bells 1, bit of a battle down the bottom there. Good three points for Hilltop, much needed. Uh, Phoenix nil, Scoobridge five. Um, yeah, it's as expected. Scoobridge they've uh, after a bit of a shaky start. They, I think they lost one or no, they they've lost two games now. I'm not sure if it's they actually lost the games or it was uh, walkovers. But yeah, they've picked up some form and they're picking up some really good results as well. So yep, yeah. and player packs versus Bournemouth Rovers. Um, result pending. The game finished one all, but I understand um, it was abandoned or. There was a, a few fights that broke out and the game um, didn't continue. So it, it it says one all, but I think that will probably be replayed. Um, okay, into Division 1, just the one game. Uh, Mermaid 7, the ball won. The ball, I just, I can't get my head around what's happening with the ball. I, I really thought they would smash it this season. They got a good win in the cup last week against Six Bells. But um, really struggling to find league form. Um, okay, on to Division 2. XL 10. Six Bells reserves uh, nil, so it's a bad day all round for Six Bells. 
Um, Hatfield Senior 7, Wheat Hampstead 89 0. Um, into Division 3, a, a league that I usually say is quite close, um, but it wasn't the case this week with two games in Division 3. It was um, Auburn Dynamo 6, Wellham Warriors 1. Um, I wouldn't say it's a shock result because I've said at the start of the season, Auburn, Auburn Dynamo, when they get a good side, they, um, they can beat anyone. They can definitely beat anyone then. Wenamore is a second. So, um, yeah, great result for Auburn Dynamo. And then St. George's won. Uh, Stratford Arms was a five. Um, if there's anyone from St. George's listening to this, I, there probably isn't. But um, they were very, very hard done by in that game. We were 4 it up after about 10 minutes. And our talisman, Zach Neiman, with all four. Um, but at half-time, we, we were 4-1 up at half-time. We sort of said to the... Boys, this isn't a 4-1 game. They they missed so many chances. Um, and yeah, we ended up winning 5-1. So yeah, can't complain. Um, Division 4 um, on the pitch next to next to us. Uh, big game. Welling Rangers against Brooklands Park. Two teams are tipped to go up. Already met previously on in the season with a very closely contested game. This one, not so much. Welling Rangers 4, Brooklands Park Reserves uh, 1. Um, which I was uh, a little bit shocked a little bit shot by no goal from for Sam Kinsley either. I was speaking to before the game. Um, okay, into Division Five, we've got Royston Rangers reserves nil, Phoenix nil, uh, Saint Albans one, Rosencrown Saint Albans Eagles one, Rosencrown Mosquito eleven. Big result there for Rosencrown, and Saint Albans Warriors three, London Coney United two. Okay, into the Intermediate County Cup. And I think the rule is in the County Cup this year, if you can't get the game on, um, it has to be a walkover because there's so many walkovers here. It's embarrassing. Um, so the Angel versus the Ball. Uh, the Ball are giving the away walkover uh, and they, that's why they got the league game on. Burkhamsted uh, Tornadoes got a home walkover against Harpton Colts Old Boys Reserves. Um, Langbrook Cricket Club got a uh, Home walkover against Garden City FC. That's fair enough because I think they've folded now. And Saints FC got an away walkover against Watford Town FC. Um, Harden Colts Old Boys first team nil. FCB Hemel five. Hartham United three. Welling Garden United two. Good result that for Hartham United. I know a couple of the boys. That's a very good result. Um, Spartan United three. Forever Young People four. Um, well done Forever Young People. Uh, Brookman's Park first team six, Royston United three. Great, great result for Brookman's Park. Royston United, they're really coming up the leagues. I remember last year in the Junior County Cup, they beat Brookman's Park reserves, double figures. I, I'm not going to say the scoreline because I generally can't remember and I don't want to annoy anyone at Brookman's Park. But yeah, they, they absolutely smashed them. So yeah, well done for Brookman's Park to get revenge. Um, Little Heath four, unpredictable two. Good result for Little Heath, unpredictable, good side. We Hampstead 89. Uh, we have sorry. We have Wanderers eight Pinewood nil. That is um that's a, I want to say it's a shock result because we have Wanderers. They're a team that I've I had as the um outsiders to uh, get promoted. The Dark Horses, sorry, but Pinewood are really smashing it in Division Two, and it looks like they're going to get promoted to Division One. So they need to be prepared for games like this next season. Um, yep. So into the Junior County Cup. Hearts Vets six Royston Rangers first team one. Uh, Monday night football club one Phoenix reserves eleven, um, and Moortown Moortown twelve Cub FC nil. 
In the Challenge Cup, Paxton Rovers, they unfortunately couldn't fill the team against uh, Master Affenarm's first team. So we're through to the next round of the Cup. Um, also in the Challenge Cup, Plowenhauer 13, Saints FC 3. Absolutely massive scoreline there. And uh, TNF for the Wrestlers 2. Um, okay, right. On to this week's fixtures. Um, let's look at the window now. I think the pitches should be fine this week. Um, so yeah, we've got a, we've got a full uh, full fixture list this week. So let's uh, let's see who we've got. Paxton Rovers versus Phoenix in the Prem. Into Division One, we've got Wellingard United versus Brookmans Park. In Division Two, we've got Hobbs and Colts Old Boys Reserves versus Hatfield Seniors First Team. Oceans 11 versus Wheathampstead 89. And Pinewood versus Six Bells Reserves. In Division 3, we've got Phoenix versus Auburn Dynamo. TNF versus Hearts Vets. And The Wrestlers versus Bournemouth Social Club. In Division 4, we've got Auburn Dynamo Reserves versus Mermaid Reserves. Hatfield Seniors Reserves versus Cub FC. Um, and Royston Rangers First Team versus Monday Night Football Club. Into Division 5, we've got Rosencrown Mosquito versus Phoenix A. Uh, St. Albans Eagles versus London County United. Uh, in, and now we've got Cup action. In the Intermediate Cup, we've got Welling Warriors versus Brooklyn's Park Reserves. In the Knockout Cup, we've got Mermaid versus Forever Young People. In the Junior Cup, we've got Stratford Arms Reserves versus St. Albans Warriors. In the Charity Cup, we've got Moortown FC versus Saints FC. The Bull versus Haddam Rovers Yellows. And Wheathampstead Sunday, Wheathampstead Wanderers Sunday versus St George's first team. And then we've got the Deakin White Champions Cup. It's the last group game today. Um, so yeah, let's try and get as many Hearts advertiser teams through as possible. Uh, I'll start with uh, we've got FC Victoria versus Stratford Arms. We've uh, we're already through, um, so we we just need a, a point to uh, a point to finish top. So yep. Uh, Against Victoria, who I see a second in their league over the Leighton and Luton Sunday League. Um, and then we've got Borman Rovers versus Hemel Albion. Uh, Club Lucy versus Player Packs. Flaunden or Flounden versus Plough and Harrow. Um, Six Bells versus Beecroft Community Centre. Uh, and Scoobridge versus Feinstein. Yep, that's all. Uh, that's all this week from the Hearts Advertiser League. Enjoy your week. Welcome to this week's Maidstone and Midkent Sunday Football League section of the Selk Podcast, and it's no surprise with the weather that we've had recently to be bringing you a roundup of a reduced amount of fixtures this week. That said, the games that did survive brought us more than enough goals to make up for those not playing. And we start in Division 1, where even Kevin Keegan would have been having kittens, as Whitehorse triumphed 8-5 away at Barming Youth, with this one having been level at 3 all at half-time. Whatever was said at half-time for the Breadmen certainly worked. Goals for them came from George Baker Moran, Craig Lawrence, Jake Chapman, Liam Stone, Jacob Walter, John Self and a brace from Neil Shepherd. For Barming, goals came from Ben Daly, Peter Reitmer, Lewis Saunderson and a Keaton Vans brace. In Division 2, IGS recorded a 2-1 home victory over Park Royal. Leon Mitchell and George Payne net in for IGS, 
whilst the Park Royal scorer isn't known. Len Valley got a 7-1 home win over Invictus Sunday in Division 3. Goals for Len Valley came from James Downard, Edward Gentle, Harry's Mason and Peach, and Brandon Holdsworth with a hat-trick. William Terry getting the reply for Invicta. Elsewhere in the division, Maidstone Kestrels won 2-0 against Yielding Ladderford Reserves with goals from Jamie Butler and Alfie Keel. Walnut Wanderers were 7-1 winners at home against Parkwood Jupiters. A Ryan Yap hat-trick, Harry Puncher brace and a goal from Jake Bott giving them the win. George Musgrove in reply for Jupiters. And in the Presence Cup Group B tie between Yielding and Ladenford and Leybourne, we had another 10 goals, with Yielding winning this one 7-3. A double hat-trick for Jacob Lambert, and goal for James Faulkner for Yielding, and for Leybourne it was a Jamie Sherlock brace and goal from Josh Caldicott. So where does that leave everyone after the first few months of the season? Well, for the Premier Division, no change from last week with no fixtures played, but it means East Morling head into December, six points clear at the top, but with Artois United in second place and with two games in hand, looking to keep the pressure on. At the other end of the table, Langley are still on the hunt for their first point of the season and hope that they get off the mark soon. Snodland Town top Division 1 and have settled life there following promotion quite well. They are level on points with 12 with Whitehorse in second and with a game in hand, looking for an immediate return to the top division for Whitehorse. Leybourne City sitting in third place on 10 points and 5 played. And at the other end, Leybourne Angels on 1 point and above them are last season's winners, Aylesford Reserves. East Morning Reserves also at the opposite end of the table to where they occupied last season. Park Royal head up Division 2 with a 50-50 record having won 4 and lost 4. Two points behind on 10 are Leybourne, whilst Eccles Sunday sit third with nine points, but three games in hand over the leaders. It's also tight at the other end with a point between IGS and Yielding, with Sutton Valence two clear of Yielding on six points. And in Division 3, Lynn Valley lead with a 100% record with six from six, and two points clear of Kent Sands United also with a 100% record, but one draw in amongst their six. Third place are Walnut Wanderers, with one defeat and one draw costing them so far. And looking for points still are Yielding Reserves and Parkwood Jupiters, whilst Mason Tempest are another club also at the other end of the table compared to where they were last season. For the leading goalscorer tables, and Kane Butler of K-Sports leads the Premier Division with 17, followed by Mackenzie Gardner of East Morning on 14, and Silvio Gibano of United 1948 with 11 so far. As per last season, it's a Snodden player leading the way in their division, and stepping up to Division 1 has led to Jack Marshall stepping forward and taking the lead with 14 so far. Liam Stone of White Horse is in second with seven, and Keaton Vans of Barming also with seven. Jamie Sherlock leads Division 2 for Leybourne with 12, Jacob Lambert of Yielding and Ladderford with six, and Harry Amundsen for Park Rule in third with four. And over in Division 3, 
we have two Lynn Valley players in first and second place. Brandon Holdsworth with 17 and Jason Parsons with 15. We have William Terry of Invicta Sunday in third with 11. Looking ahead now to the first December fixtures. And we have one Premier Division game between Langley Athletic and Aylesford Sunday. Whilst Division 1 sees Goudhurst face Aylesford Reserves and Labourne City play White Horse. In Division 2, Minter are travelling to Yording and Lanford. And the sole game in Division 3 is Maidstone Kestrels versus Walnut Wanderers. Then we have a number of teams in cup action with our Challenge Cup plus postponed County Cup action from this week. So in the Challenge Cup, East Morning are at home to Snodden Town. Eccles Sunday play East Morning Reserves. Invicta Sunday face Julian Lanford Reserves. K Sports play Barming Youth. And the final game sees Len Valley of Division 3 looking to cause an upset against Premier Division Rubicon Limerick. In the Kent Sunday Premier Cup, Artois travel to Ashford to face Market Hotel. Sutton Valence travel out to the marshes to play Lidtown in the Junior Cup, whilst Coxheath host Stanhope and Beaver Rangers reserves in the same competition. The last game in the competition is between two of our clubs as Maidstone Tempest take on Vinters. Well, that brings you up to date for another week's roundup. Hope you've enjoyed listening, and for now, stay safe and enjoy your football. This is the Metropolitan Sunday League, part of the Silk Grassroots podcast all across the leagues, bringing you the results and the fixtures from last week and this week, and at the end of the month, a roll-up roll of where we are in the leagues. Starting with the results from the 27th of November, uh, a lot of games postponed due to the weather. But the games that are being played was in the Ron Pope Premier, GSPL 4, Joga FC 4. In the John Pitt Senior, Duke FC 1, Greenwich Park Rangers 2. United Ballers nil, The Peoples 2. Uh, Zavalas versus Athletic Dadao was postponed. In Division 1, Honor Oak versus South West Foxes postponed. Rosen Crown versus Thames City Blues postponed. South London Athletic 4, FC Rondo 2. In Division 2, Avery Hill Athletic Reserves postponed against Catford FC. New Life United 2, Bromley Road 5. Orpington Athletic 1, Haywards 0. Petswood Vultures 1, AFC Cell 1. South London Doves 2, Red Lion Shooters Hill 4. In the Bill Bearstead, AFC Town Reserves 1, Dia Valente 4. In the Kent County, Lambeth All Star Reserves 4, AFC Charlton 2. SE Niners first 4, Lions United 1. ECS Classic 4, AFC Town first team 1. Into the fixtures for this coming week. Bearing in mind that there's no rain. So, in the Rompope Premier, Duke Clarence versus AFC, uh, Dio Valente. Golden Eagles versus Broccoli Athletic. AFC Croydon Town Reserves versus The Peoples. 
John Pitt Senior that is, and in, also in John Pitt Senior, Greenwich Park Rangers versus Athletic Dildal, United Ballers versus Duke FC, in Division 1, FC Rondo versus Borden Sports, Honor Oak versus Southside Trojans, South London Athletic versus Rose and Crown, Thames City Blue versus Lions United, in Division 2, Bromley Road versus Petswood Vultures, Haywards FC versus New Life United, Kibrook Kings versus Red Lion, South London Doves versus Orpington Athletic, AFC Cell versus Avery Hill. In the Bill Bearstead, Joga FC versus Lambeth All Star Reserves. In the Bart Bastard Trophy, Lustianos versus JSPL. And in the Ted Holder, Catford FC at home to AFC Cholton. That's where we are. As I said, many apologies due to the weather that there wasn't much going on last week. Quick rundown of the tables in the Ron Pope Premier. Lustianos lead the way with 12 points from 5. Dean Valente also 12 points from 5. Then Joga FC 10 points from 6. Golden Eagles 6 from 4. JSPL 4 from 5. AFC Corn Town 3 from 4. Duke Clarence with only 2 games played with 3 points. Brooklyn Athletic 3 from 4. And MBK no points from 2 games. Into the John Pitt Senior. Greenwich Park Rangers. 7 from 7 with 21 points. Athletic Dildal. 9 from 4. Lambert Full Star Reserves. 7 points from 5 games. Duke FC. 6 from 4. AFC Croydon Town. 4 from 4. Zavalas. 3 from 3. Peoples. 3 from 3. And United Ballers. No points from their 6 games. Just to be aware, R2J seem to have pulled out this league. So all the results from there have included the points taken or not taken against R2J. Into Division 1, South London Athletic atop, 16 points from 7 games. Lions United, 4 from 4 with 12 points. Asi Cholton first team, 12 from 5. Honor Oak, 10 from 5. South uh, Thames City Blues, 7 from 6. Borden Sports, also 7 from 6. Southwest Foxes, 6 from 6. Rosen Crown, 6 from 6. Southside Trojans, 6 from 7. And then OFC Rondo at the bottom with 3 points from their 6 games. So it's quite tight in that division. Into Division 2, Bromley Road, 5 from 5, 15 points. Petswood, 13 points from 5 games. Red Line, 11 points from 7 games. AFC Cell, 9 points from 5 games. Avery Hill Athletic, 8 points from 6 games. Kibrook Kings, 8 points from 5 games. South London Doves, 7 points from 7 games. Catford FC, 6 points from 4 games. New Life United, 4 points from 7 games. Orpington Athletic, also with 4 points from 7 games. And Haywoods FC, 3 points from 6 games. So, we're coming up to halfway through the leagues. Leagues are starting to make shape. There's a lot of teams all around the same points, middle of the table. So, after Christmas, they'll be fighting to push their way out from promotion or going for the league. But if you do have a game, enjoy it. Keep safe. Stay injury-free. Till next week. Bye.
Welcome to the Wofford Sunday League podcast. The games played on Sunday the 27th of November. Once again, the weather did have an effect on games, with us losing a couple of County Cup games and at least one league game. Um, in fact, it was three league games in the end that we lost, but overall we managed to get most games done on the day. So, in our Premier Division, Abbots Langley Club produced the result of the season so far as they gained a first three points as they inflicted uh, a win on the reigning champions North Watford, um, defeating them 2-1, their first reverse of the campaign. Abbots, who played a high-pressing game against their opponents, had the better of a goalless first half. Early in the second half, Abbots went ahead after the through ball went over the top of the North Watford defence, allowing Alou Gibril to lift the ball over the oncoming keeper from the edge of the area. The lead did not last long, though, and North Watford drew themselves level when Rhys Cameron equalised at the near post. That goal, however, did not deflate Abbots as they hit back straight away when Tom, a Tom Bork free, free kick was controlled in the area by Carl Clifford, who set up Jabril to net his second of the game from close range. Despite heavy pressure from North Watford in the final 10 minutes, Abbots held on for a famous win. W.D. Bushy, like North Watford, also dropped points as Cassidy Rangers held them to a 1-1 draw. In a poor, scrappy game, devoid of many clear-cut chances for either side, it was Rangers who went ahead when a Sam Mortimer corner was met at the front post by Aidan Leslie, who was able to steer goal towards goal, but it was blocked on the line by W.D. defenders. However, Taylor Asundowo was quickest to respond to bundle over the line. WD equalised when Hamiz Ali's mishit shot fell kindly for Raymond Salami Rashid, who scored his first goal for the club. FC Unicorn achieved the second lead win with a 3-1 win over Old Falarians. It was Falarians who went ahead in the first half when Craig Totten intercepted a throw-out from the keeper before rolling the ball into the unguarded net. However, that was as good as it got for them as Unicorn dominated the remainder of the game. They drew level when Danny Warwick's free kick was nodded in by Max Halcombe and a second soon followed when a through ball from Jamie Calvin was termed home by Krazy Makovic using his knee. The third goal, which sealed the three points, came from Danny Warwick on the rebound after being set up by Jamie Calvin. In the Hertfordshire Intermediate Cup second round, Cheshire United may be struggling towards the wrong end of the division this season, but they are enjoying good form in the Cups. 
On Sunday, they enjoyed an excellent 2-0 away win over Patton. They won the, won the game thanks to a goal in each half. The first came when James Todd pounced on some poor defending to round the keeper and slot home. And the second came after Dan Anderson drilled a low shot in from a tight angle. In the Hertfordshire FA Junior Cup second round, Sparta Phoenix went down to an 8-2 defeat to Golden Griffin in a game that had been replayed following the abandonment after the first one. Floyd Thompson and Josh Bully netted with the Sparta goals. With no games in Division 1 due to the weather, it was Division 2 that took uh, the place next. The division itself looks wide open, with just six points covering the top six teams. The Cross bounced back from their first defeat of the season seven days before, with a 1-0 win over previous leaders Donbar. Raphael Wiredu getting the decisive goal. King George are in second place after a 7-3 win over BBFC. Carl Davison struck a hat-trick with other goals coming from Callum Price, Aaron Hurst, Florjan Belgrew and Philip Malloy. James Barnett, Alex Cook and Aaron Bahad replied for BB. CF Pajetska beat Dunning's Bar 3-2. Ryan Emanuel, Andriel Melanick and Matthew Shaw with the goals for Fedetska, with Flynn Duncan and Liam Lavery replying for Dunning's Bar. It was the same scoreline as Francis George gained a second win of the season over West Hearts. Brett Beaumont, Darren Orsmond and Sam Duff scoring with Ryan Whitehurst and Cedric Felder on target for the Stags. In Division 3, the league's bottom division is certainly producing the goals, with four games producing 24 goals. The leaders at the start of the morning, Inter, were held to a 2-2 draw at home by Batchworth in an open and attacking game, Gibriel Casagrande and Ion Varancinu netting for Inter, with John Robertson and Henry King replying for the visitors. That draw allowed Abbott's Wanderers to complete their remarkable rise to the top of the table as they beat PTH United 4-0 for a fifth straight win coming after just one point from their first four games. Sam Merritt netted a brace, with Matthew Zanders and Jordan Stanley also on the score sheet. Woodside Reserves and Rio Rovers shared 10 goals between them. Ollie Lawford scored all five for Woodside, but it was not enough for the three points, thanks to Rio goals from... Amir Ishak, who struck a hat-trick, Dean Purden and Richard McCrossan also scoring.
Chorley Wood Club beat ASC Watford 5-1. Luke Williams with a double supported by goals from Dennis Fibberson, Jordan Allen and Steve Corrington. Jordan Stagg netting the sole reply for ASC Watford. At the moment, the tables are as follows for the tops of the tables. Uh, in the Premier Division, St. Joseph's the top with 16 points from seven games. W.D. Bushy also played seven games with 13 points and North Watford in third, having played six games with 11 points. At the bottom, we see old Falarians propping the table up with just three points from seven games and Abbott's Langley Club just above them, also having played seven with five points. In Division 1, this is pretty open once again. We have Watford Sports at the top after six games with 18 points, an undefeated run. Hearts Eagles with seven games played just behind them on 13. And Forza Watford having played six just behind them on 11 points. At the bottom of the table, we have our AFC Hatch End, who have yet to register a point this season. And then the uh, luckless Chester United, having played six games, just above them on three points. In Division 2, again a very open division, we see the Cross currently top of the table after six games with 15 points. King George having played seven games, just behind them with 13. And Dunbar having only played five games, again just behind them with only 12, with 12 points. At the bottom, we see St. Joseph Reserves after seven games with just the three points. And just above them are Sparta Phoenix, who have only played four games and just the three points on the register. Finally, Division 3. Again, another completely open division at this time of the season. We see, as mentioned, Abbott's Wanderers at the top, having played nine games and got 16 points. Inter. Just behind them, having played eight games on 16 points. Woodside Reserves, having played nine games on 13 points. So it's a real battle between those three. But then you've got Everett Rovers in fourth after only just four games with 12 points. So things could change in the near future. At the bottom, unfortunately, we have AFC Watford, who after seven games have yet to put a point on the board. And just above them are PTH United, also having played seven games with just the two wins and six points on board. That's it for this week's podcast, and we look forward to being back with you next week with reports on the games played on Sunday the 4th of December. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHawk. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHawk on Google Play or visit our website at matchhawk.com. Truly a great match. MatchHawk. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.